Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing? I'm good, Adam. How are you? I'm good. We had our company Thanksgiving potluck today, which is really great. Love that. Grand old time. I didn't bring anything. Yes, grand old time. I didn't bring anything because I'm a terrible cook. Oh, disgusting. You could just... You could, I, what I would have done is I would have I would have gone to the grocery store, picked up picked up brownies, gone back home, take them out of the original container that I was in, put them in a Tupperware, and bring those in. Well, listen, somebody at the I made the best made, brownies in the land. Made instant mashed potatoes, so it's not like I don't know. I mean, I could have brought like soda or something, or like rolls. A bunch of people bought brought rolls, but um, yeah, this one person made cheesecake, very good, but it wasn't like New York style cheesecake. It was just like. It was a different kind of cheesecake with more crust. It was mostly Ooh. crust, actually. Oh, well, the crust is the best part. I know. So uh, actually, it's funny. So when I described what a New York cheesecake is, like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to like that as much because I like the crust. I was like, yeah, yeah I kind of understand. But New York cheesecake's the best. Still. New York cheesecake is, is the best. Italian cheesecake is very good, too. And we've had the discussion about Italian cheesecake on this program. And now I'm hungry. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Does Italian cheesecake, how is that different than like New York style? All Italian cheesecake is, is, is just what it's, what it's made out of. Uh, Italian, Italian cheesecake is just made out of, at the base of it is just regrotta cheese. Oh, gotcha. Where I believe New York cheesecake is, I believe it's just regular cream cheese. I think it is cream cheese. I believe. Yeah, I, be- I believe that that's just the underlying difference. But uh, anyway. So enough, enough talk about food. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to start eating my microphone and we, we don't want that to happen. Good thing I had dinner before we uh, hopped on air here. I had, I had Chipotle for dinner a couple hours ago and it is now nine 30 on Wednesday. And yeah, now that we've just spent the last minute and a half talking about cheesecake, there is a more than likely chance that I will be having something before I crawl into bed and retire for the evening. After we uh, after we preview week eleven, yes, we are in week eleven. Crazy season flies by. So, Adam, I, I actually wanted to ask you a, a question. We're going to make this a one quick question. Ooh, okay, one quick question. What do you got? I was offered a trade today. I want you to okay. tell me what you think. Okay, I give Jimmy Garoppolo. I get Cam Newton. What the fuck? Straight up. Wow. I don't think this is going to color my uh, verdict on the trade, but what do you think about it? I hope it doesn't. Color I think my it's too. I think it's too good to be true. Who are Honestly. your other? What What's your quarterback situation looking like? Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts. This is my, this know, in the Superflex. You know, I wouldn't be too opposed to that. I think I may have found the problem, and I, I didn't look at this. So here's Jimmy Garoppolo's schedule the rest of the way. At Jacksonville this week. At home versus Minnesota next week. At Seattle. At Cincinnati. Here's his playoff schedule. At home versus Atlanta. At Tennessee. Championship week at home versus Houston. I see the appeal. 
Yes. I now, now I, see. Now I do see the appeal. Whereas with Cam, he goes Washington this week at Miami next week. He has his bye. Then he has Atlanta, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Ooh, that's rough. I now see that playoff schedule this manager is thinking. That playoff mm-hmm. schedule is rough. Whereas for Garoppolo, wow, that, that is that is a juicy schedule. Yeah, but like, so Jalen Hurts' schedule, if you want to look at that, mm-hmm. is he's playing New Orleans this week. Mm-hmm. Then he's got the MetLife Mambo at Jets, at Giants, or at Giants, at Jets in that order. Yeah. Then he has the, the late bye in week 14. And then in the playoffs, it's football team, Giants, football team. Huh. That's not bad either. Depending, then, on what fo- depending on what football team shows up, the one that played Brady or the one that's been there for the entire year. And then so Kirk Cousins, I don't think, I don't know. But Kirk Cousins' schedule is Green Bay this week at the 49ers, at the Lions, home against Pittsburgh, at Chicago, home against the Rams, and then championship week is at Green Bay. Oof. Yeah. That's rough too. I, I, I kind of think my decision has been kind of made. I don't think I could do that deal. Well, I don't think I could do that. What's your team's record in that league? 10 and 10. 10 oh, is that the league where you play people twice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 10 and 10. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm the, curious. I'm the sixth seed right now. Six and six gets in. I'm two. I'm two games up on seven seed, but that I can mean, change in a week. I mean, Cam Newton has the upside. I feel like he does. I think he's got a really safe floor as well with the rushing. I think if I were you, just because the 49ers, I don't know about them. Nobody seems to know. I would do Cam. I would do Cam because it seems like, you know. Brandon Ayuk is now like doing things. Debo Samuel has been great all season. George Kittle's coming back and doing well. Elijah Mitchell's being talked about. Um, but Jimmy G just doesn't seem to be getting any of the love for in all of those all of that fantasy success. It, it seems to be very game script dependent with with Jimmy G. I, I think that's kind of the problem. Is you know you need him to build up something before. They get up big, like against Jacksonville. The matchup seems great, but if they go up big, then it's probably going to be them running it out with Jeff Wilson or Elijah Mitchell. If Elijah Mitchell plays, which we'll we'll, we'll get to in, in in a minute. Yeah, this yeah. this is a really 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 tough one. I did I think I, I didn't think it would trade. be that difficult. I think you should do the trade. Yeah, I got to think about that one because my, my trade deadline too is one o'clock Sunday. Hmm. So I have to I have to think about that one because I do I do like Jimmy Garoppolo going up against Jacksonville this week. I, I do I do like that one. We'll see, we'll see. I have to uh, I have to do some more research, but I just thought I would uh, I would get your uh, your opinion on that. Now I'm definitely going to get Jake's opinion tomorrow when we uh, when we record the mailbag. So, yep. That will be one that I uh, that I have to probably sleep on 
twice over because I really, honestly, I, I went from definitely having to do this deal to now I don't know if I want to do this deal. I mean, it's a really good question because also it really gauges the interest in Cam too and like sees kind of how we feel about Cam as a Panther and compared to like somebody like Jimmy G who people might've picked up and rode maybe in deeper leagues. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would, yeah. I would just love to, to have a week to decide on this, like watch cam on Sunday and then decide whether or not I do this deal. But the problem is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm locked by the deadline. You're basing this trade basically off of two gadget plays. Yeah, I'm basically I'm I'm basically having to make an assumption on what I think Cam does rest of the year when I'm making this deal. If I go ahead and do it, I'm going I'm I'm doing it based off of talent. It's talent versus schedule. Cam is obviously the, t- the better talent, I think. But Garoppolo has the schedule. And that that playoff schedule for Garoppolo is so good. Well, you could be playing Alabama every single week as an NFL team, but if you don't put up points, then you don't put up points. Yeah, but I mean, I look at what Garoppolo's working with there in San Francisco and the defenses that he's going to be going up against. I mean, they hemorrhage, hemorrhage points. So it's like, he's going to start for me all of those games. Well, the other thing is, if this trade somehow doesn't work out for you, then at least you have two guys... Well, one guy really that could that you could start who has upside like Jalen Hurts does and who has a, g- a good playoff schedule if you make it into the playoffs where he's facing the Washington football team twice and then the Giants sandwiched in. Yeah. You yeah, have a safety the... net. See, I, I, I think that the safety net is Garoppolo with that schedule because I don't think Trey Lance is a thing this year. I, I don't. Well, that's not, I, I mean, that doesn't even factor in with me because I don't think Trey Lance is going to be starting any games this year, barring any injury. Well, right. So then why would I be trading the guy that's got, that's got the, the better schedule? You're just going for, for you, you think the floor is, is better with, with Newton. I mean, you, the are, floor you are Mr. Conservative the, as, as, as we know. Yes. Well, I like the floor and I think that Cam Newton does have upside with that floor. That Jimmy G, I don't know. He's pretty mediocre as quarterbacks go. He's very mediocre, but man, oh man, does he deliver? He's like he's 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 a thirty point guy. Three weeks in a row, the dudes put up thirty points in that league. Oh well, bonuses. which doesn't say a lot because Patrick Mahomes put up sixty three on me in that league. But still. well, you're scoring. That's a weird league. That's a that's a peyote induced commissioner league. Are you the commissioner? No, no, oh. hell no! Thank God, it's it's the only league that I'm in, only league that I'm in where I'm not the commissioner. Okay, and I, well, I love gonna, it. I yeah. love it. Well, I'm sure that's that factors in as to why you love because you don't have to worry about it as much. Mm-mm. Nope, I don't have to worry about it at all. But I mean, in my opinion, you can do whatever you want. I would do the trade. Yeah, that's one I got to sleep on. Definitely want to have to sleep on and uh, and figure it out. All right, one really one really elongated question is over. Yes. So speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo and Cam Newton and the position they play, let's go to quarterbacks. 
Yes, let's go to quarterbacks. What a transition. Smooth, Thank swift. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Well, you could you could have saved Swift for the running back transition. I could have, but here you, we are. You, you most certainly could have. Unless you want to. Yeah, but you know what? Here we are. We are radio professionals is what we do. So, yeah. Unless we want to talk about Taylor Swift's new album. It was half good. Half good. It was half good. I didn't know you were a fan. Of T-Sizzle? Of course I am. Sometimes I just can't read you. T-Sizzle? Hmm. Hell yeah. I don't know. Great stuff. Well, big One Direction fan here as well. All right. Come on now. I'm serious. No, you're not. I, I, Adam, I'm dead serious. <laughs> come on. Really? Why? You? You're a bit... Because you just don't seem like the type of person to be a One Direction fan. So what, what, what are you trying to, what are you trying to insinuate? I'm insinuating that you're not a teenage girl from 2010. Adam, I'm an NSYNC fan as well. What's your point? I don't know. Hey, hey, bye, bye, bye. I mean, they are both boy bands, but still. Yeah. Fuck Backstreet. I did. I never Backstreet said that. Backstreet ain't shit. Back streets, back. All right. I mean, there are things that I think that you would love that you like, but you don't like Futurama. Like, I feel like you love that kind of show, like and like comedies like that. But no, you don't. And now, now you're coming out as a a Taylor Swift fan, a Swifty, so to speak. I am a Swifty, yeah. And a Directioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out Nile. It's my favorite. Nile is is he an Arsenal fan? Is that why you like him so much? No, Nile's a Man United supporter. Oh well fuck him. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. You watch what you say about my boy Nile. Screw that. Disgusting. Disgraceful. He supports the wrong side of Manchester. Well, sorry that Manchester City fans are uh, all people that are that are uh, that are wanna be hipsters. Unbelievable. Can we talk about quarterbacks, please? Sure. Sure. I mean, I would love to talk about Nile. I wouldn't. You can do that with, is Jake a, a Backstreet Boy or whatever? An instinct, an instinct <laughs> fan? <laughs> I, don't wanna, I almost slept. Really? Is Jake a fan of boy bands and Taylor Swift? Oh, no. I apologize. He is not a Man United supporter. He's a uh, Darby County supporter. Well, my condolences, frankly. Uh, it's okay. No, I mean, condol- I, I my condolences. Up, I have to look up their uh, their football teams. Let's see. My condolences. Before, before we go into the quarterbacks, last last thing that we do, I promise. Tania Horn being a Derby County fan, having to sit through that terrible season in the Premier League. Ah, okay. So, Niall, Niall Horn is Derby County. Louis Tomlinson. Zayn Malik and Harry Styles are Manchester United. And then Liam is West Brom. Interesting. Yep. Now you know. Yeah. Okay. That's just going to take up a few brain cells that I definitely don't need. 
Or maybe hey. I'll forget it after we record. Who knows? Hey, all I know is the outro to this episode is going to be what makes you beautiful. Well, whatever. You have creative control over this one. so I do fine. have creative control. Uh, no, no. You know what I'm going to do? What makes you beautiful is going to be the intro. And then bye, bye, bye is going to be the outro. We, we are just on a creative roll. I'm half in favor of that. And I'll have you guess. You at home. I'll have you guess which half. For me personally, I am in favor of both. I think they are just wonderful, wonderful tunes. Okay. One of these days, Kenny Jez will make it on the on the on the program. So I mean, we played Return of the Mac on one of the episodes. So Return of the Mac, that is. Oh, what a song. What a song. Oof. Ooh, that funk uh, funkalicious cheesy beat. Mm. It's a great song. It is, so, it is a fucking jam. And it's very catchy. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, my God. It's stuck, in fact, it's stuck in my head right now. You know what else is very catchy? I don't know. What? One, two, three. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 here we go. Oh, Saka and Smith Rowe. Very catchy. Like every time I hear that chant, it gets stuck in my head for days. Yeah. You can find me on most Saturdays and, Sund- and or Sundays singing Blue Moon to myself. <laughs> <laughs> or We're Not Really Here, which is also great. Apparently, that's an anthem. Apparently. What do you mean, apparently? Apparently. It's a great song. Or I, when, I, when I associate anthems with, with uh, Manchester City, I would associate Blue Moon. Well, it's Blue Moon. And then, honestly, I feel like I hear we're not really here more than I hear Blue Moon. Nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. But collectively, all time, I would associate Blue Moon more with, more with Man City. Yeah, well, we're not really here. I think it's more of a recent song chant. It is. It is. Because it was from that season that we don't talk about. True. Kits were nice, though, in that season that we don't talk about. But other than that. <laughs> well, you'll never, you know, you'll never have to worry about a season like that ever again. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think. Until, until, the, uh, until the money runs out. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you people don't know pain. Says the club that's never been relegated. Fair point. Fair point. We've never been relegated up the Arsenal. The, the, the standard of success and the, and the only club with a gold Premier League trophy. Just want to put that out there. Anyway, so quarterbacks. Yeah. Since it's Wednesday that we're recording this, we don't really have the most up-to-date in, information as far as injury reports. Um, that you will have to check Friday for because that is when you will get the the best idea of who's playing and who's not. But even then, you don't know because there are many players that were their game time decisions and you have to play that one by ear and really pay attention Sunday morning. Yeah, and we'll definitely have um, injury updates on the mailbag for, for Saturday morning when we have more of a clear-cut idea of, uh, of what guys are are looking like so we'll have two days of practice sports to go off of and i will do my best to uh to scour around and see if uh 
any of my sources have have injury information for me. But um, if we're starting with the quarterbacks, the one the one that I heard today is that it actually does look like Kyler Murray is going to play this weekend. Very interesting. Seattle. Yes, okay. which which is a surprise to me. Well, it bodes well for anybody that has Kyler Murray on their team because Seattle's defense is not good. Yeah, yeah, Seattle's defense is not good. It would be it would be a good day for Kyler if you were to play Seattle. I I just kind of think, and this is this is just me. I just kind of think that Arizona would want to give Kyler and Hopkins that extra week of rest, and then have them come back in two weeks after their bye. Th- that is just the way I'm thinking. That's what makes the most sense to me is have both of them ready to go in two weeks and not rush one back. Like, I, I, I don't know. Am, am I, am I wrong? Am I out of touch or because that, that's just what common sense says to me. As a wise man once said, am I on crazy pills? <laughs> am, am I on crack? No, you're not on any of those things. Don't do drugs, kids. I'm not on any illegal sedatives. Okay, good. Good. I'm just just checking because that's what I would do. It makes sense. But, you know, this is Cliff Kingsbury we're dealing with here. He's not exactly, I don't know. Some of his decisions can be kind of baffling at points. Say that. So, yes, I think it does make sense for the Cardinals to give Kyler Murray and and DeAndre Hopkins another week. But I mean, I don't know. Well, I think that this would not be the good. This would not be the best game, frankly, for them to come back anyway. Even though it is against Seattle, who has the poorest defense, because it's on the road in Seattle. It's in Seattle. It's gonna be a tough game. Put it this way, right? The Cardinals are one game up on the Rams, and they have their the Rams have their bye this week. Cardinals have their bye next week. Do you know who the Rams play next week? When the Cardinals are idle. Who do the Rams play next week? They play Aaron Rodgers. Oh. In Green Bay. Oh. So it's not like we're talking about the Rams have a total shoe-in of a win. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. Well, we would but, hope. Oh, it's going to be. It, 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 yeah, it's going to be a really, really, really great game. But... It's not like the Rams are just, you know, we're not talking we're not talking about the Rams playing the Lions or anything like that. The Rams have a tough game. So it is very plausible, very plausible that the Cardinals could come back in 2 weeks and still be leaders of the NFC West. Well, very 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 possible. Also, if they err on the side of caution, hold out Kyler Murray and D-Hop play Colt McCoy and lose to Seattle. And then the Rams lose to the Packers, then whatever, no harm, no foul, no, no harm, no foul. But there's also now the injury issue with Colt McCoy. Yes. So if Colt McCoy doesn't go, and if Kyler Murray doesn't go, and we're talking now the Cardinals having to go with their third string, who I believe it's Chris Strevler. Yes. I believe is who it is. Chris Strevler. Okay. If they're going to go with Chris Strevler, 
then they're probably going to lose the game. Probably. So would they play Kyler if Colt McCoy isn't ready? And would they play Colt if Colt is ready? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Speaking of former Cardinals or just Cardinals in general, yeah. did you know that Josh Rosen was on the Falcons? Yes. Yes, he was in mop-up duty against, uh, against Dallas and he threw a pick. Yes, he did. He has a beard now. He looks like he does. He looks like he's 40 <laughs> or 35, whatever. Jesus. He looks um, at, or like a cave, like whatever. Anyway, that is I, anybody I picking up Josh Rosen with their fantasy teams? I don't know. If he puts up hey. more points than Matt Ryan does, how many fantasy points did Josh Rosen have? Just out of curiosity, I think it was like negative 1.6. I think when I checked it, oh, damn, he didn't have negative more two. Fan- he- he didn't have two. more fantasy points than Matt Ryan. That's embarrassing. He was negative two. That's embarrassing. Anywho. He was one for six for 14 yards and a pick. Wow. Yep. That's that's brutal. Anywho. Yeah. People thought that Sam Darnold had it rough. Ain't that the truth? Imagine being coached by Steve Wilkes for a year and then getting thrown to the curb. Thrown to the curb? I'm throwing back into the garbage truck. Yeah. Anyway, um, as far as other uh, quarterbacks with red letters on their name, uh, beside their name, Lamar Jackson missing practice with a non-COVID illness. That's kind of worth monitoring, especially, I don't know. I mean, especially after the mini buy after Thursday. Um, and then you have, you know, Aaron Rodgers questionable as it seems like he's always questionable at this point. Well, everybody on the Packers is, is questionable. Literally everybody. Devontae Adams also has a shoulder uh, issue that they are uh, that they're monitoring. So with the walkthrough on Wednesday, I think they had, the Packers did have a lot of guys that were that were questionable. Yeah, and then um, so another key thing is for the Steelers for Big Ben. Mike Tomlin basically said on Tuesday that Big Ben doesn't need to practice this week in order to play on Sunday. Which did you makes hear, sense. Did you hear the um, the Mike Tomlin impression that they did on Boomer and Geo this morning? I did not. Well, I don't on, get FAN anymore. I mean, well, Utah. It is available online, but I will I will send it to you uh, after this is done. I was in hysterics. Well, Geo was very good at impressions. It. Full on hysterics. It, it it was hysterical. I, I'll send I'll send it to you when we're, when when we're done. There's a really funny clip where Geo does a really good impression of John Minko, also, and then I think he also does an impression of Richard Neer because they're talking about like funny moments and bloopers and stuff like that. It, it's great. Like I laugh every single time. I also I also listened to today. Buddy sent it to me. The um. I haven't I, I hadn't heard this in years. The eight days of Christmas of Boomer and Carton, where they had the had the fill-ins of Mike Francesca. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Two gorillas. Uh that so that actually that clip that I was talking about was actually played around around like the holidays. Cause I was at work during the day and I heard and I was able to hear that. And it was so fucking funny. Three Breast pumps. Thank you. And Mike. yeah. 
and so Boomer wasn't there. So it was Gio and Jerry Recco, and they were just shooting the shit about like old FAN stories and stuff like that. Really fun stuff. Truly. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's with Big Ben, uh, Baker Mayfield, injured as per usual with a shoulder injury. Uh, but now, and now he's got a lower body issue now too. So he's he's just like a walking bandaid. Due due to foot, knee, and shoulder and left shoulder injuries. Yeah, yeah, he's got that lower body issue now, which is not great. No, no. I mean, Dude's just beat to hell. Just just take a seat, Baker. Just chill. Just take a game off. It's so bad that I wouldn't even recommend starting Baker Bayfield, even though it's going against Detroit at home. I would. I don't even think Baker Mayfield should start in real life. I don't. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play now. Now in two in two quarterback and superflex, could you could you start Case Keenum? Yeah, go you to the hospital. Could. Go to the hospital, Baker. Go see a doctor. God, clearly the NFL isn't helping you. No, no, clearly not. Um, last bit of quarterback news is Tua. Going up against the Jets. Sorry yep. for my, um, you know, damper tone, but you know, talking about the Jets. The Jets, yeah, it brings out the worst in everybody. I know. Very, very damper. Uh, with a finger issue, he was limited in practice on Wednesday, and yep. so still dealing yep. with that with that broken finger. But I don't see how Tua doesn't play unless Jacoby Brissett makes a miraculous recovery. Right. And who is their third string quarterback? Oh, um, that's a very good, very, very good question. It is. It's not Kyle Trask because that's Tampa. Hmm. Hold on. I can look this up. Do they have a third string quarterback? That's my next question. No, they don't. Oh, good. Well, that... the answer is nobody. Okay, so then yeah, Tua is probably going to play, and they probably have. Do they have someone in their practice squad? Well, that I don't know. I can definitely check that out. Probably. Yeah. Let me just let me here. You check. For a second. You check me... that out, and I'll give my uh, starts for the quarterback position. Number one, Mac Jones going up against Atlanta. There, there is a team that is more of a layup than the New York Jets and the Houston Texans, and maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the Atlanta Falcons. They are a gold mine for quarterback production. We all saw Dak have his explosion last week after a very disappointing week against Denver. Mac Jones looks like the best rookie quarterback out of the lot so far, and I have Mac Jones as a top twelve play this week. So, fire up Mac Jones and start him against the Atlanta Falcons. Ryan Tannehill at home versus the Houston Texans. Start him with confidence. He is also a top 12 play for me this week. Justin Fields against Baltimore. We got some questions about this on the mailbag. And I I didn't want to bring it up on the mailbag. I said, you know what? We'll bring it up here. Justin Fields against Baltimore. On paper, it is a good matchup. On paper. It looks like the Bears offense is improving week by week. Am I wanting to go ahead and start Justin Fields? No. 
Justin Fields is a top 22 play for me outside my top 20. Do not play Justin Fields. Resist the temptation. If you have to, if you need a pivot, see if Mac Jones is available. See if Cam Newton is available. Cam Newton, a top 15 play for me this week. See if Jimmy Garoppolo is available. Jimmy Garoppolo, a top 20 play for me this week. Hell, if Tua plays, start Tua over Justin Fields. I know that, that that's a ballsy proposition given Tua's playing with a broken finger. I got it. Tua is a better play than Justin Fields is. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Even, even I, I would even go as far as to say Daniel Jones Monday night versus Tampa is a better play than than Justin Fields. So God damn it. The, that the, that's a Monday night game again. This Monday night game. It was a Monday night game last year. Yeah, the Giants, the Giants are on Monday night twice in three weeks. Ridiculous. Hey, they they have to have uh Tom Brady back in uh back in Eli's house. I think maybe maybe that was part of the deal where they had where Eli agreed to do the ESPN two Manning simulcast was that they had to have the giants in the Bucks on Monday night football where they could, or Eli can just shit on Tom Brady, even though the game is in Tampa. And also Peyton Manning can do that too. True. True. Fair point. I don't know if I said that the game was, was in the metal lens, but it's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. If I did, then I apologize. I made a boo-boo. It's in Tampa. So the Dolphins practice squad is a, is a who's who of names. So here's who the Dolphins have. They have Jake Dolagala, I think is how you say his name. He played for Coastal Carolina or, or CCSU, not Coastal Carolina. It's CCSU. I have no idea what that stands for. Um, there's also Travis Fulgham is here. Oh, Travis Fulgham. Remember when he was a thing? Uh, Duke Johnson is here. And Ow. so is and Jake Luton. And um, Adam, in case you were curious, uh, CCSU is Central Connecticut. Well, I wouldn't have gotten that. No. Central Connecticut State University. Yeah, okay. Good guess. Good guess. Was it, though? I totally missed the S there. But, uh, Great guess. Yeah. Great guess. Uh, one year of experience out of Central Connecticut State University. Yes. Uh, would you like Would you like the guys that I'm not starting this week? And move on to move on to running backs. Yes. Okay, guys, that I'm not I'm not starting. If you could avoid Kirk Cousins, do it. Uh, if you can avoid Russell Wilson, I would recommend it. If you can avoid Jalen Hurts, would recommend it. If you can avoid, this is going to sound a little bit. Mm. Weird. Nah. Nah. I, I was gonna bring up the Tom Brady history versus the Giants, but you're you're starting Tom Brady. On it's Monday not the night, same Giants. It's not the same Giants team that you know. History is history. Adam. Thing. You're starting Tom Brady Monday night. Monday night versus the Giants. And if Kyler, I know we talked about Kyler already. We we had we had this discussion with Kyler. Adam, I want I want to put put you on the spot here. Rapid fire. If Kyler Murray plays, would you start Kyler Murray? Yes. Kyler Murray or Ryan Tannehill? 
I would start Tannehill. I would start Tannehill too. Kyler Murray or Mac Jones? Fuck the Pats, but Mac Jones. And th- th- this is the problem: is if you have Mac Jones as your other option over Kyler, like I know there's a team in my Superflex that his quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Mac Jones, and Kyler Murray. <laughs> oh my so god! He's got to make a decision as to whether or not to start Mac Jones Thursday or Kyler Murray Sunday. For me, I wouldn't take the risk. I wouldn't take the risk. I would be just start Mac Jones Thursday. Wait a tick. That's it. Hold on. How do yeah. you get Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray? Uh, you take Patrick Mahomes in the first round, you take Kyler Murray in the second. Superflex is a, is a whole different beast. I love it. I love it. I want to do more Superflex next year. The, the co-own there is talk about the co-own potentially being uh, Superflex. Or two quarterback. Is it going to be a keeper league also? No. Oh. No. Just just two quarterback. That was one of the ideas that was that was float around. And then there was another idea of a vampire league as well. But that was fun. I remember I was I the one that told you about a vampire league? Or yep. did you yeah? Mm-hmm. I saw it on a uh like I think it was last year, two years ago, I saw it on Matthew Barry's love hate column because he's in a vampire league. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done research into it, and they, they seem quite fun. I've never done one, and that might be the spot where I do it. Well, I mean, if you're into weird fantasy leagues, then that's, that's, your, that's your stuff. I'm just there. a weird guy, Adam. I'm, I'm just a weird guy. Well, listen, it's no judgment on your character if you're Thank into you weird so fantasy much. stuff. Thank you so much. God bless. I'm not God here bless. to king shame or anything like that. I'm not touching that one. Anywho. <laughs> So many jokes, so many jokes, but because this is a family program and I'm a family man, I'm family oriented. I'm for the people. I won't touch it. Okay. But yeah, I think going back to Kyler, it's a tough call. And I think that especially for Mac Jones, because he's playing earlier and you don't know with Kyler, then I would start the guy who's playing earlier because you know that he's going to play. Here's one more. Kyler Murray, Cam Newton. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. This is another question we had in the mailbag that, that I'm asking you now. Well, I guess and I, I won't, won't answer be, the mailbag. I won't. I won't. I was going to say, like, well, I guess I won't ask you to come on the mailbag because I'm already answering this one question. I forget. I forget who sent the question, but apologies. Let me let me just check. Let me let me check. Hold on. While I deliberate this ridiculously hard question. Because it is. Hmm. Ah, ah, this is from Tony. Adam, where's Tony from? He's from Newark, New Jersey. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I would, me personally, I would wait for Kyler. Listen, in tone, that situation. Listen, Tone, I think you should be starting Cam Newton. Unless Kyler Murray has a clean bill of health. What do you hear? What do you say? Says the guy who never, who didn't get a chance to meet Tony Sirico. Don't remind me. One of the most disappointing nights of my life. Anyway, moving swiftly onward. I'm not touching that one either because there are so many jokes that I could make out of that, but I'm not because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Thanks. You, you set me up, you fuck. Uh, okay, so running backs. God damn it. <laughs> oh, Adam. Adam, 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 Adam. This guy thinks he's got all the job security in the world, huh? 
Let's move swiftly on to DeAndre Swift. Boo. Fuck you. Fine. Next time you set yourself up for jokes like that, I'm not gonna, I'm not holding back. Hey, this is a family program. If you are not a man of families, then by all means, but I am family oriented. I I'm support single. I support the children. I'm single. I I am as well. I, whatever. I am choosing to not leave an impression on, on the young minds. Well, listen, there should be an age rating on this show. Ah, there probably should be. But where else, we, you, where else are you going to find fantasy football? Jamie Carragher and Steven Gerrard. Yeah, of course. And sex tapes. Uh, yes, and sex tapes. Yes, and sex tapes. And The Godfather and Hot Tub Time Machine. Or that was, well, that was the other one, the other show. But still, same, same deal. I'm so happy Steven Gerrard got to make an appearance. I'm sure you did. It was a quick appearance. It was a quick appearance because he, he has to be on a plane. He, he, he has to go to Aston Villa. He, he's got to take part in first team training tomorrow. Yes. Great guy. Um, Great guy. Love him. Um, all right. Uh, running backs. Uh, do we have any uh, red letters next to the running backs? I'm sure we do. Oh, of course we do. We have Alan Kamara for one. Yeah, that's true. Elijah Mitchell. That's another one. De- uh, DeAndre Swift. James Robinson. Oh, the news of Sky is blue with Swift. Saquon yeah. Barkley. Yeah. Barkley looks, Pat- Barkley looks like he, he's going to be back this week, which is, which is good. Cordero Patterson. Yeah, yeah, that that is that's a tricky one because uh, this is from what I know. I've been told that it's looking less and less likely that Cordero Patterson is going to play. Also, more crucially, Chris Carson. Yes, yes, but and even Alex are... Collins is also injured. Carson Carson at this at this point is just so week to week that he could come back at any time and then he could be out at any time. Yeah. So if you have him, God bless, God bless. That's a tricky, a tricky situation, but um, who did I want to talk about? Ah, Oh, I want to talk. I wanted to talk about uh, Elijah Mitchell. So, With Elijah Mitchell, this is a tricky one because obviously he suffered um, he suffered that injury on Monday night, which I believe was a broken finger. Am I not mistaken, Adam? Yes. Broken finger. That's right. Yes. Um, she had surgery on. Yes. Yes, he did. This was the week for anybody where he was available to go pick up Jeff Wilson. And if waivers haven't run yet in your league and Jeff Wilson is still out there, Jeff Wilson needs to be a priority pickup. What are you talking about? It's Wednesday. There's some leagues that with later waivers. My waivers don't run until tomorrow for Zoopflex. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. What's the thought process behind that? I'm curious. Um, It's just when everyone gets the waivers run Thursday, people check their teams Thursday morning and see what they got for waivers. They set their lineups for Thursday night. I guess, I mean, I can see the appeal of the one less day of, of maintenance. One less day so. of maintenance is how the, is how it's kind of looked at. Okay, 
But for me, I mean, I'm check I'm checking my teens about 95 times a day. So, but, but that is, uh, that is just me. I mean, Hey, I was, I was really surprised by this, that in the non-co-owned Deonta Foreman was sitting on waivers at 6am this morning. Wait, really? He was not claimed. I did not need a running back, but I was considering putting like $15 down for Deonta Foreman. And when I saw that he just was not claimed, I was like, oh, okay, I'll take that. Sure. Thank you. I guess people just don't give a fuck or something. No, there were claims. There there were claims made, but I guess I I think in that league, though, a lot of people have have running backs. They just don't have receivers. That's what I'm finding in that league. It's like a complete opposite. It's the complete opposite of every other league that I'm in. Where it's running back is the issue in a lot of spots. In that league, it's receiver. Receiver is a, is a real problem. But uh, anywho, um, are there any other question marks? Any letters? I know I did, Antonio Gibson had a letter, but he's, he's had yeah. a letter all year. Well, we didn't talk about the big guys. Who, Alvin Kamara, who didn't play. Mm-hmm. And James Robinson, who did he, he, I don't, I don't know if he, well, whatever. Yeah. James Robinson played. Yeah. James Robinson played, but just, I should, I should have known that, but anyway, not successfully. No. And um, we already talked about Cordero Patterson. We already talked about Chris Carson. So let's get into Camara because this is interesting and this affects a lot of people. Yeah. And people were really surprised that he did not play on Sunday. Again, it's, it's what I, what I said all last week, it comes down to the, the new wave, the new trend that if guys are banged up, especially star players, they'll sit them for a week. Teams will sit those star players for a week. If they're truly banged up Kamara, from what I under, from what I understand is more than likely going to play this week but it's not like a stone cold guarantee. So I would say if you've dropped Mark Ingram on waivers, try and go pick him up. Well, he's your handcuff in case. at this point because you, well, like 20, I'm, I'm more talking about the people, the people that just had Mark Ingram by himself and don't okay. have Kamara. Gotcha. Like I think Mark Ingram, if Mark Ingram is the guy by himself against the Eagles, Mark Ingram will be a top 20 play for me. Cause he was really good against Tennessee. Um, yeah. Tennessee. But yes, against Tennessee. Sorry. He was no, very good. good against Tennessee. But yeah, that I mean that was kind of what I was gonna say. He was good against Tennessee, like by and he was by himself. Although it gets a little interesting because they opened up the window. I mean, it doesn't really affect anything if Kamara plays, but if Kamara doesn't play, they opened up the window for Tony Jones Jr. to come back off of IR. Correct. And Tony Jones was the handcuff, the number two guy behind Kamara. Mm-hmm. That is true. But as far as as far as I know, from what I've heard, is it is looking like Kamara will will be back this week. Tony Jones again, is the reason that Latavius Murray is now a Baltimore Raven. Right, right. But then again, it it is early in the week with with Kamara. But as far as I know. From everything that I've gathered, it looks like Kamara is going to play, but just pay attention to the injury reports on Thursday and Friday. There are two players with. Okay. Let's move on to 
two players that are looking to potentially come back off of IR who have been in kind of a will they, won't they kind of deal, which is, or who are Clyde and Miles Sanders. Well, Miles Sanders was designated to return. So he's got that three-week window. Clyde, I believe they said, is going to play against Dallas, as far as I know. Which is great for the Cohen because we need a running back. <laughs> yeah, we need a running back pretty pretty badly. But even 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 if Clyde didn't play, we still have Darrell Williams. So we'll have the number one number one guy for the Chiefs. But in any in any event, um, it does look like Clyde is going to be back this week, which is uh, which is good news for. Uh, for Clyde Edwards-Alaire and his fantasy managers. And, you know, when he is confirmed back, um, I will probably say that Clyde would be a top, a top like 24-ish play. I have I have Clyde right now at 30. I have Darrell Williams at 23. So probably those roles would reverse if Clyde is active this week. Okay. Um. I think so. The interesting thing about IR also is Kareem Hunt not be activated on, and he misses three games while he was on IR. And Kevin Stavansky today, Wednesday, that Kareem Hunt will not be activated. Hopefully, Kareem Hunt will be back in the next couple of weeks. But if uh, if Chubb is back. Chubb should have a very, very nice day against uh, against Detroit. And same thing goes for uh, for Dearness Johnson. I think you'll see somewhat of a split in that backfield. This has been the case pretty much all year. You know, if Kareem Hunt didn't get that two-year deal in the offseason, I would have thought that, De- that Dearness Johnson would be the number two and they would have just let Kareem Hunt walk in free agency. Yeah, you would have thought. After what? After just knowing what we do now. I mean, at the time, obviously, it kind of made sense. But just because they wanted to have that other guy to spell Nick Chubb. Right. But uh, now with the emergence of Dearness Johnson, definitely kind of muddies the water a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. And who knows what that backfield is going to look like when uh, when all three are, are, are healthy. But um but in any event, do you want uh, do you want my starts and, and sets? Yes. All right. So we'll, we'll run these down from what I have on my list. The number one running back for the 49ers, whoever that is going to be, whether it is Elijah Mitchell, whether it is Jeff Wilson, start them against Jacksonville. I think that they are a smash play this week, especially if it's Jeff Wilson, if he's by himself, Ooh, that might be, that might be tasty. He might be a top 20, top, maybe top 15 play for me this week. We did not talk about Aaron Jones and the injury to Aaron Jones. Uh, the one to two week injury is what they are calling it. So step in AJ Dillon, who was should have been the number one waiver claim in pretty much every league if he was available. And AJ Dillon for me is a top 10 play this week going up against the Minnesota Vikings. I like him a fair bit because I just think he has that touchdown upside that you know, all fantasy managers really crave when it comes to their running backs. James Conner, solid play. Joe Mixon, solid play. Mentioned Nick Chubb. If he is activated, good play there. Miles Gaskin, tricky one. 
because it is Miles Gaskin and he cannot be relied upon for really anything. I would say if you're in a bind, Miles Gaskin is a good play. Like I, I have a dilemma right now where I have to choose between, I have to choose one between David Montgomery, Damian Harris, and Miles Gaskin. My gut tells me David Montgomery is the guy, but I really, really want to play Damian Harris. And that's my next really good play of the week. If the only issue with Damian Harris is who in the hell knows if he's going to get walk right back in and get the touches that he got with the week that Ray Andre Stevenson had last week. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this is kind of what we talked about on Sunday or Monday, where what do you do? How do you look at Ramondre Stevenson now that Damian Harris cleared concussion protocol as we expected? Well, Ramondre Stevenson goes back to being a handcuffer for, for Damian Harris. He's he's not startable, but I, I would even I, I, like I said I would be apprehensive to start Damian Harris. I, I the matchup is scream smash play, but I just don't know with who we're talking about, Lord Voldemort himself, Bill Belichick. Emperor Palpatine, team, but same difference. Same thing. If he's going to just throw Damian Harris back in there and just completely not give Ramondre uh, Stevenson anything. Like, I, I think they're both going to feature. And if they both feature, you got to bank on a touchdown with one of those guys. And Two good running backs is no good running backs for fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Two goods don't make it great. That that definitely is is uh, an, an equation that I can get behind. But um, I think Vince Lombardi said something to that effect, where if you have two you have two good quarterbacks, you have no good quarterbacks. It's true, it's true. But the matchup is just so good against Atlanta. It's so good, which makes it it makes it so much tougher to sit David Harris like. People are going to watch this Thursday game and they're going to say to themselves, oh my God, please, Damian Harris, please, Ramondre Stevenson, don't do anything. Don't do anything. But one of those backs is going to go off. I, I, I just feel it. Well, I mean, that's why Kendrick Bourne was such a popular waiver pickup for in a lot of leagues. Yeah, on, on, on four catches, though. Four I catches, know. though. That's so, that's so unsustainable. But if there's ever a week we're to play him. I guess it's against Atlanta. I guess because they just they just can't stop. Uh, they can't stop anybody. And one more one more before we get to the uh, to the sits. Um, it is a Deonta Foreman revenge game going up against the Texans at home. So I would bet the house that uh, that he that he probably scores. Uh, in terms of sits, every time I see his name, I'm reminded of that terrible trade that we did, where nobody won. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. In terms of sits, I mean, there really aren't, to be honest, there really aren't any, like, superb sits this week. There aren't any smash sits. I mean, if you have the balls, Austin Eckler could be, just because going against Pittsburgh. And really, Are you Austin, fucking serious? Austin, uh, if you have other guys available. Like, you could have a loaded running back room. Who the fuck are you starting over Austin Eckler? Um, I mean, I'm down on Austin Eckler this week. I, ha- I have him in uh, full-point PPR. I have him as my, my RB12. Sorry to go through puberty again, but, like, seriously, 
Who are you starting off over Austin Eckler at this point on your team? Realistically, if you picked up AJ Dillon off of waivers and you have Austin Eckler, I would start AJ Dillon over Austin Eckler. Wow. I would. If you have James Conner, I would start Conner over Eckler. Those are two guys right, right there that are, but you could have probably paired with Eckler. That's interesting. I would start Leonard Fournette over Eckler as well. Okay. Well, you have a propensity for Monday Night Football also. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Or I guess the right word would be, no, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there is another word that probably, yes. Adam, he he hasn't been good for four weeks. His last big game was week five. He's going against Pittsburgh. So you're banking. He had 24 points against New England. Oh, this isn't standard. I apologize. I sincerely apologize. Okay, he had 24 against New England, but 9.5 against Baltimore, 11.2 against Philly, and 14.9 against Minnesota. Okay, so three of the last four, he's been terrible. Okay. And against Pittsburgh, in full PPR, he's a much tougher sit because of the receptions. But in half and in non- yeah, you can make the case to sit him. Absolutely. Well, I guess Absolutely that's... Absolutely can. Well, yes. In non, especially, because you thought that he was he was absolute shit because you were looking at his non-PPR stats. In non, I have Austin Eckler at 15. Well, we know this about Austin Eckler, is that he's, he's really very useful in PPR formats and not much else. I mean, he's... He's good else, elsewhere, but he's not he's not the same cheat code as he is in, in PPR. But the problem is he just hasn't been the last couple of weeks. Three of the last four. We just, we just highlighted it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough, but I, I don't know. I, I, think- w- I wouldn't recommend it because he Maybe. is Austin Eckler. You probably spent a first or second round pick on him. I wouldn't recommend it. I was going to say. If you have other options, like I said, A.J. Dillon, A.J. Dillon is no debate. No debate. I would start A.J. Dillon over Austin Eckler. A hundred percent. If you have all three of Eckler, Connor, and Dillon, which you could have feasibly. Yeah. I would start all three of them. Fuck whoever your receiver is. One of them is your flex. Yeah, obviously, if, if you have all three, then yeah, you're gonna, you're probably going to flex one of them. Yeah, but say you have say you have a ridiculous receiving core. Say you say you have like I don't know. Say you have say your receivers are Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen. Let let's just say, let's just say those are your receivers, right? And you're playing in a two receiver league. Two receiver league. Yep. And you make a decision between like. Maybe the low man for this week. The low man for this week on my ranks is uh, Adam Thielen. So you have to make a decision between Thielen and Eckler. I would start Thielen. Thielen against Green Bay versus yep. Eckler against Pittsburgh. Yep. I would start Thielen. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a sunk cost fall- fallacy. That's kind of clouding my judgment here because you you did 
probably spend a first or an early second on Austin Eckler. Oh, you absolutely did. You had to. Yeah. I mean, how else would you have gotten him aside from trades? Right. Right. You spend a first, second round pick on. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. It's a tricky. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. You, and you would have the biggest set of balls that I know if you if you did go and sit Eckler. But it, it it's feasible. It is feasible that you could sit Eckler this week. I mean, that's the crazy thing about Eckler and guys in the back end of the first round um, this year. I feel like because those guys are supposed to be like matchup proof. You you draft a guy in the first round. You expect them to be matchup proof. There's no such thing. Not anymore. No. There's no such thing. I mean, we we we've talked about this so many times in the past that the odds are that first round picks actually hit. It's it's slim. There were three guys last year that if you if you took them in the first round, they were hits. It was Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and Dalvin Cook. Odds are the other guys that you took in the first round that were sure deadlock first round picks. I'm not even talking like Tyree kill. that was borderline Devontae Adams in that first round mix. Michael Thomas in that first round mix last year, though they didn't hit. It was three guys that hit this year. When we get to the end, we, you know, we'll do, we'll do a show about this. I'm sure just, you know, we're looking at where the biggest hitters came from. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be much of the same story. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you do not win your league with your first round pick. I think we knew, we realize that now. No, no, and you don't. People should realize that you, you do not win, win your. The way you win way. your draft is in the is in the gut, right in the middle rounds. That's where you win. That's where you win your leagues, or the back. Back to back to, but the the higher probability is that you're going to get a guy that wins you a league in the middle versus versus the end. I mean, if you get a guy in the back, then that mazel. Unless you time travel back to 2018, it's like, hey, you know, Patrick Mahomes might be good. I'm going to pick him in the 15th round. Hey, I mean, the, the classic one for me is uh, Kareem Hunt's rookie year before the Spencer Ware injury. I was in a draft the night before Spencer Ware got hurt. And I took Kareem Hunt in the 14th round. Wow. And he won me a league. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was in a draft 24 hours before Spencer Ware just blew up his knee. And he was never heard from again. Yep. Yep, and that's when Kareem Hunt went off. So, thank you, Kareem. Yeah, I'll think about if I have any stories like that. But, I mean, I did pick Patrick Mahomes pretty late. I think that, was it? I think it was 2018, actually. I picked Patrick Mahomes pretty late. That was in the auction draft, I'm pretty sure. Sounds right. That we did. I had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do every single week? Well, the answer is (laughs) trade one of them. Yeah, trade well. I mean, it. This is this is a much further discussion. We have to get the receivers and tight ends, and then I have to, now I have to go night night. Um, but it, it's the age old debate of do you need a quarterback to win a fantasy league, a top end quarterback to win a fantasy league? And I think the answer after this year is no. No, what, what you really need is a good team. You don't need one player. You need, you need good core players. You need good running backs. You need core receivers. You don't. You do not need a quarterback. You don't need a tight end. It helps. It helps. I would, I would rather have the surplus at running back and receiver versus having a steady top two guy quarterback that you're taking in round four. That's why I'll never have Josh Allen. 
That's why that's why I'll never have Josh Allen. Maybe maybe in a super flex or two QB, I'll uh, I'll have Josh Allen at some point. But in terms of red- like standard redraft or, or keeper where it's one quarterback, no, I'll, I'll never own Josh Allen for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just last thing before we move on to receivers is um, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot fewer people picking Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes in the first round after this year. I agree. I agree, but Mahomes, Mahomes will change his value at Superflex, though. Well, I'm saying in standard redrafts, Keeper. Uh, Mahomes is a name value, so he'll probably keep his round four status, I'm sure. I'm aware. But Kelsey, but I mean, but Kelsey being debated as a, as a first round pick, no, he'll be a, he'll be a second round pick. Which honestly is still kind of nuts. Yeah, but he is the best of the position by a lot. Yep. Okay, going into receivers. Devontae Adams with the red question mark or the red letter. Yep, it is questionable. He is toe issue. Toe issue is limited practice. Should be fine. It was a shoulder issue, actually. Oh, Rogers with the toe. Forgive me. Forgive me. Rogers was the toe. Yep. And so it. Oh boy, crazy injuries for the Packers because you have Aaron Rodgers with the toe, uh, Devontae Adams with the shoulder, Alan Lazard with a shoulder injury, David Bakhtiari with a knee issue, and yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, that's what I said. That's what I referred to at the top. There were a lot of yes. guys that the Packers had put on the injury report this week uh, for that reason. But I would expect at some point that half of those names will be off the injury report come Friday, if not Thursday. As is tradition. Yep. Um, also, Debo Samuel limited with a shin issue. Not a surprise. He's been, he's, he's been limited early part of the week pretty much all year. So not a not a huge concern. Mr. Metcalf did not practice on mm-hmm. Wednesday with a foot issue. Yeah, they've been they've been changing it up uh, with Metcalf all year on what day he doesn't practice. Um, you know, some days he'll get a DNP on a Thursday. Some days he'll get a DNP on a Friday. Other days, like this week, he gets a DNP on a Wednesday. So I would firmly expect uh, Metcalf to be at least limited tomorrow on Thursday and then limited Friday, if not full. And another guy with a maintenance day on Wednesday was Marquise Brown yep. with, the th- with the thigh. Yep. Should be fine to play against Chicago. Yep. Um, and then the guys who are at risk, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool, we haven't really touched on yet. Uh, he returned to practice. He returned to practice. So that, is a, that is a good sign that he could be ready to go for, uh, for Sunday night. But he was just limited, so... We'll have to see how that goes. Yep. I I, I would expect Claypool's back. Um, Pending also, that there are no setbacks. Yes. Also, Terry McLaurin, he was limited uh, on Wednesday with a shoulder issue. Yeah, limited. Should be fine. But, uh, it, I mean, Terry McLaurin's another guy that's just seems like he was constantly, he's always been injured this season. I hope that succeeds at the end because McLaurin has been boomer bust all year. Yeah, he really has been. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, actually, funny enough, I noticed that. So we're playing each other in the non-Cologne. I noticed that you're starting Jarvis Landry. Yeah. What's your thought process on that? 
Um, I have nobody else. Okay. That is the only reason. I have literally nobody else. Fair enough. So there's your reason. Okay. Well, because Jarvis Landry hasn't been great, and he's been injured also. No, and there's there's a chance that I might pivot and start Kendrick Bourne against Atlanta. There's there's a chance. There's a chance. Well, it wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Who are so anyway? Who are your starts? Um, Oh, by the way, Kendrick Bourne is available in the column. In the column? Yeah. Uh, Do we really want to be going and playing someone on Thursday? We'll see. We'll see. We'll have to talk about it. We'll talk about it tomorrow because my my brain is 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 shutting down on me. Um, in terms of starts this week, any Cowboys receiver going up against Kansas City. Deep leagues, Michael Gallup, good. Amari Cooper, good. CeeDee Lamb, good. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin going up as the Giants, good. If Antonio Brown plays Monday night, I like Antonio Brown against the Giants. I like them all, so start them up. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson against Washington, I think they're fine plays because I think Cam Newton is going to make an emphasis to try and get his two receivers the ball. But at the same time, you're going to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey as is the status quo, so good start there. Jalen Waddle going up against the Jets, like it a lot, especially um, if you are looking for a nice receiver with wide receiver two, wide receiver three value. Uh, Jalen Waddle is a good start there. I, I like the Cincinnati guys. Higgins is a top 20 play for me this week. Obviously, Jamar Chase, not a top 10 play for me, but a top 12 play for me is uh, Jamar Chase. Brandon Cooks going up to, going up against the Tennessee Titans. I like that one a lot. Should be plenty of garbage time for Cooks to produce. And I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman as my sort of sleeper start of the week. Going up Rashad against Bateman. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Rashad Bateman up, up against Chicago as a little as a sneaky, sneaky little play. But I will I will say out of the out of the Patriots guys, since we are uh, since we are on the subject, since we just talked about uh, Kendrick Bourne, I have Jacoby Myers. This is in full point PPR. I have Jacoby Myers at thirty five. I have Kendrick Bourne at forty one, and I have Aguilar at. Do I not have him ranked at all? Or do I just not say? Oh, there he is. Uh, Aguilar is at 55. Interesting. Yes. Yes, sir. It's weird. I don't get the pop-up this time. But anyway. Okay, Bird. Who do you not like this week? Oh, who don't I like? Well, if DeAndre Hopkins plays... He might be a tricky one just because of, I don't know how involved he's going to be, so he might be better off as a sit. Um, Michael Pittman, I'm lower on than the consensus. I have Michael Pittman at 22. So he is – I would avoid Michael Pittman if you can going up to Buffalo. Might just going to see a lot of Davius White. So I don't know how much of an impact Michael Pittman is really going to have uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I, I I would probably look to sit Deontay Johnson if you can going up against uh, 
Chris Harris and the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a cross-country trip as well for the Steelers. So I would look to sit him if you possibly can. And I don't know how much more of Mike Williams just consistently laying eggs I can take if I am a Mike Williams fantasy manager. So that might be one that I would strongly consider sitting if you possibly can. Interesting. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. Is that more the, the Deontay Johnson one? Is that more like contingent on Claypool status or you just don't like it because of the, the aforementioned cross-country trip? I don't like the matchup against Chris Harris. Okay. I don't like the matchup, but it is a much harder sit if Big Ben is going to play in that game. That's also a factor. Because you know you know, Big Ben is going to feed him. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I think if Claypool doesn't play, then it's not, I don't know. I mean, the Steelers guys, I don't know. Aside from Najee Harris, I feel like, and maybe even Fryermuth, I don't know. Like the receiver the receiver position is a little is a little irrelevant with the Steelers. I think it really just comes down to who the quarterback is. Quite honestly, that makes the that makes the decision easier or harder. If it's Rudolph, the decision is easier. If it's Roethlisberger, the decision is harder. See, I thought it was just Juju making the Steelers receiver position weird and wonky, but actually. It's just because the Steelers receiver position is wonky and weird and weird. Yeah. After yeah. It is out for the season. Like it's just it weird. Is. It's still weird. It is weird. It definitely is weird, but uh, I, it, it's a hard sit for Deontay Johnson. But again, I think it's, it's a bit easier if there is uh, clarification in the next couple of days about what Ben Roethlisberger's status is uh, for Sunday's game. Speaking of that game, do you like Mike Williams at all going up against Pittsburgh? Oh, well, I, I, I just mentioned him. I, oh. I, I don't know how much more of, of people getting burned by Mike Williams they can handle because he, he's been a lineup black hole because, yeah, he had a great start to the year and he was a guy that made people look like geniuses, but now the allure is worn off. I mean, he's not even a top 24 receiver for me anymore. I am a 26. He hasn't had he hasn't a double digit since that weird Cleveland game. Right. Right. He the time to sell Mike Williams passed a long time ago. And now it's just like, well, is he gonna have another big game? I think he will at some point. Uh the Chargers offense in general has been just weird. Really weird. Yeah. I mean, we we feel it because we have Herbert and Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the not the um, the cleanest offense in the world, the most consistent offense in the world. But uh, in any event, it's not enough for me to sit Herbert. Not enough for me to sit Allen. But it may be enough for me to sit Mike Williams because he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done no, anything. He really hasn't. No. So he he he. I think he's more of a sit than Deontay Johnson is. Well, I, I agree. Just because Mike Williams has is really on the down the downswing, right? If your decision is Deontay Johnson or Mike Williams, you're, you're that's easy. It's it's Deontay Johnson in all in all formats. In all formats, doesn't doesn't even matter. Non PPR, path, full. It's Deontay Johnson. Yep. 
Um, all, one more, which I forgive me if you've mentioned this already. Brandon Ayuk. Did not mention Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's a sit for me. He's a sit for me, even though the matchup is quite good. I have Brandon Ayuk as no more than a top 40 play. I have him at 39. So I have guys like I have Elijah Moore ahead of him. I have Rashad Bateman ahead of him. I have Cole Beasley ahead of him. I have Jarvis Landry ahead of him. I have Jacoby Myers ahead of him as well. So just some other names that you uh, that you fantasy managers can potentially go after if uh, you're in a bind with potentially having to start Brandon Ayuk. You like Elijah Moore with Joe Flacco, a quarterback? I do. It's very scary for me to say, but I do like Elijah Moore more, more than Ayuk. I didn't say you up for that one, by the way. No, it just no, it just worked out. It just worked out that way. It's the truth. I have a Eli- I have Elijah Moore at thirty seven. Okay, I I don't know. I feel like the combination of Miami's good corners and Joe Flacco just makes me worried about Nervous? Sunday. Yeah, 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 as it should, as it should. Makes me worried about this Jet game. Well, every Jet game nowadays is a worry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought they were going to get murdered by the Bengals and then they ended up winning. So who knows? Well, they beat the Titans too. How shitty do the Titans feel right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, how shitty do the Bengals feel? True. True. They needed that one more than the Titans did. Let's go to the Titans. You know, actually, I picked up Tyler Conklin on waivers because I think that I think he's probably going to score again this week. Yeah. Top, he's Wait, top 15 play for me. I like him. Shock me. Nice top top fifteen play, yeah. He's fine. Uh, the only tight end of note with a red letter next to his name is Dallas God is Dallas Goddard. Yeah, and there and there's concern as well that Dallas Goddard may not play. Which yeah, he's still in concussion protocol, and he didn't practice on Wednesday. Yeah, and if he doesn't play, who the hell is Jalen Hurts going to throw the ball to? Just the Devonta Smith show. Boston, hey, Boston Scott could get could have some more value in, in PPR leagues. No, they have uh, Jack Stoll. Oh, he's absolutely yep. If Richard Next Rogers, Richard Rogers is a guy they have. Yeah, it's true they do have Richard Rogers. Joan Rieger is healthy. Joan Rieger is healthy. Yeah, but even but, then, even, even then, though, I don't. I don't love the matchup for Goddard anyway. So even if Goddard was a hundred percent, I would, I would probably even suggest sitting Goddard regardless. Like I would, I would have rather, I would rather start Dan Arnold instead of Dallas Goddard. Dan Arnold, I have as a top 12 play this week. That's interesting. Going against uh, the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, 49ers are very, very, very generous to the tight end position, as evidenced by uh, Mr. Tyler Higby scoring a touchdown on uh, on Monday night against them. So definitely not within the uh, not not outside the realm of possibility that Dan Arnold could uh, could score against San Francisco. Dalton Schultz against Kansas City, like him a lot. I like I said before, I want to start all my Cowboys. I want to start all my Chiefs. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Pat Fryermuth versus the Chargers, like him a lot. Good start. 
Hunter Henry versus Atlanta. Oh, my God. Hunter Henry's going to score again. He's going to score again. That's Mac Jones' first read when he, get, when he gets into the red zone. When he drops back to throw, he's looking for Hunter Henry. So, Adam, you are 100% correct. Hunter Henry's a Hall of Fame tight end, and you should be starting him. Well, yeah. I mean, Janu also not playing potentially is going to hold well yeah. for Unlikely. Hunter Henry. Unlikely for uh, for Janu. Um, in terms of sits, I mentioned Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz, I wouldn't potentially want to play. That That's kind of not a good one for me. I, well, especially I keep, no I, Kyler, I wouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, Jared Cook versus Pittsburgh. Some people asked about him in the mailbag. That's, that's, that's a sit for me. And we had another question about this in the mailbag, actually, about um, how much longer can fantasy managers continue to ride the whole Darren Waller roller coaster? That's a good question. I thought you were going to ask about TG Hawkinson, frankly, because that's another guy that yeah he's yeah, in how much long how much more of how much more betrayal can I take? Kind he's, of deal. he's a sit this week if Jared Goff does not play. I think I'm I I'm legitimately considering starting Conklin over Hawkinson, which is a I crazy would, sentence. I would if there's no Goff. If there's no Goff, I would. But if there is Goff, you ha- you, you have to play Hawkinson. But Hawkinson just doesn't he just doesn't do anything. Like teams know that he's the only weapon. Adam, if you want to trade me Hawkinson, I will happily take him. I will not do that. Exactly. Because... So you're starting him. Well, it's also because I don't want to give you any more good players. After I would, I... I, If you wanted to trade, if you wanted to trade Hawkinson, I would give you Pat Fryer move right now. Are you? No way. Well, I'm I, dead serious. I wouldn't do that anyway. Exactly. You're not going to train him, but you're not going to start him. That sounds a little counterintuitive. It. There are a lot of players that I'm not starting that I wouldn't trade. I don't know. Well, what are you, what are you not, waiting for? Whatever. I've bet I have a better option. That's why a better no, option and for I, this week. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't trade for Hawkinson because I, I have Gronk. Of course. I can't wait till that gentleman comes back. The Brady Gronk stack. You know, Gronk hasn't played in damn near a month. But I thought he went back into retirement, honestly. Me too. Me too. But, uh, yep, that's kind of the deal with tight ends. Yeah. I, although I didn't really get give you a chance to finish your thought on Waller. Um. Waller just has not been great. Plain and simple. I mean, there's got to be a point where you got to sit back and you have to say, do you sit Waller? I mean, his numbers, he he has one really good game this year, and it came in week one when he had 19 targets. After that, 11.5, 10.4, 15, scored against the Chargers. 8.5, 10.9, did not play versus Philly, was on a bye week eight, and 16.2, 
and 6.4. He's a start for me. He's a top five tight end. But if you have another option and you're saying to yourself, well, do I can, can I really endure another Darren Waller dud if you're really on the brink of elimination or fighting for a playoff spot? I would totally understand if you sit down, Waller. I would totally understand it. I guess I could kind of understand that. As somebody that's considering sitting TJ Hawkinson, I can understand it from that perspective where you're like, seriously, I can't keep doing this to myself. Exactly. It, yeah. Exactly. But the, the antithesis of antithesis, there we go, of that is you're fighting for playoffs, got to play your studs. That, that, that's the other side of the coin. Yes. But, um, yeah, I think, the, I think that's all she wrote. Yep, I think so, too. Well, anyway, uh, Bird and Jake are going to be doing the mailbag, so that's very exciting. Going to be a great time for all parties involved. Can't wait to be there. Yep. I can't wait to listen to it on the bus to the next art gallery or whatever I do on the weekends. Fair. Fair. I listen I listened to the, not the mailbag that I was on, obviously, but the one before that, I listened to it when I went to the BYU game. I listened to all my programs. I don't know. Sometimes I'm not like a huge fan of listening to myself talk. Oh, I do. I, 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 I listen to my, I listen to myself when I go to sleep at night. See, that's just weird. Like I, I listen to myself enough when I'm editing the things that I do. Why? I, what better person to calm myself down than myself? I don't know. You, we just think very differently. That is probably the most truthful said you said tonight. <laughs> most truthful thing you said tonight. I think I said the most truthful said I've, that you said tonight. It, it explains my exhaustion. It's it's five minutes to eleven o'clock. I, I, I am about twenty five minutes past my bedtime. Yeah, no, I'm not crazy about that. Because also, I just get really critical about myself. We're like, oh, I I said this wrong or something like that. I don't know. I'm not crazy about listening to, especially when. It's something that I worked on and I've listened to it over and over and over again. And I know exact, I know everything that went into it. Fair, fair. I, that's, that's a good point. Like if it's, if it's stuff that you're editing, like meticulously, then it's kind of like, you know, yeah, whatever. But if you're listening to yourself, like, I guess it's kind of okay. Cause like, that's, that's easier yeah. to critique if you're listening to yourself than it is if you're listening to what you've edited. Because you're definitely more critical of yourself based on what you've done to make the program sound better versus what you what what comes out of your mouth, I guess, I guess is uh is what I'm getting at. Yeah, because like there have been scenarios where I don't listen to like the shows that I do with Nick, for example. Like I don't listen to those when they release because I'm like, I've already listened to this enough. I worked on it. I spent like hours putting this together for an hour and a half, however long it takes. I'm not listening to it again. I know all the ins and outs. I know exactly what it is. Cause it's also like watching, it's like watching a movie that you, that you made and you know what happens. And you, and you know, the ending. Correct. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. But in any event, everyone have a, since this will be the last that we talked to you, good luck with week 11 
hopefully uh, we get some dubs this weekend. And uh, Adam and I will talk to you on, on Monday. Yes, definitely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time. We're going to be a little cultured this time with, uh, with the outro. Arrivederci. Bye-bye.